Here's the question. How do you make the impossible possible? Simple. Remove the I am, the ego. Now, how do you step into that newfound possibility? With a series of small intentional steps. Never forget, the greatest among us started from humble beginnings. But to truly unlock your potential, realize you're here for something greater. If you're yearning for more than just a good life, let's take that small step together to reach greatness. Welcome to the Greatness from Small Beginnings podcast, where we're talking to those who have gone from mediocrity to motivated, overlooked to overachieving, forgettable to unforgettable. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, welcome back. Welcome back, listeners, to the the greatness from Small Beginnings podcast. And hopefully, if you listened to the one previous to this, you know that this, this is a return situation for these two wonderful people. And we've had a long relationship, all that. I, I'm begging you listeners to go back and listen to the other one. It doesn't matter if it was before or after, but listen to the other podcasts with them. A lot of great stuff. Amazing the number of quotes that came out of that, mm. right? Dozens. I don't know. Maybe at least quite a few. Yeah, there's quite a few. It was good. A couple of mic drops, you know. Ooh, that was a good one, you know. So I'm looking forward to how that comes out from a production standpoint and what, what impact that'll have. But even better this time, and I'm going to f- focus most of my questions in the conversation on Lorraine. Last time it was on Brian with Lorraine's input because you guys are a team. The we we've talked about, the we together. And then we look at the other. Yep, guess what you just volunteered for? Yep, it's, but that's life. And we and Lillian and I are the same. So the core question about greatness, uh, you alluded to it last, last time, but I want you to go through it and maybe dig a little bit deeper. What's your practical working definition of greatness? Like, okay, let me preface it now with this. God did not put us on this earth to be average. I'm convinced of that. Now, what greatness looks like for people, different people, I can't decide that. God has something for us, but average is out. Average is not what we're supposed to do. That does not create legacy and impact. So back to the question, what's your practical working definition? Practical working definition for me of greatness is... I guess in a nutshell, I don't want to emulate other people. Um, So it would be being in progress of becoming a true reflection of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that would be being his hands and feet, um, seeing what he sees, hearing what he hears, feeling what he feels, and um, doing it um, smarter and not harder. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about the word reflection. Okay. A reflection of... Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I love it. But let's talk about reflection. Well, where do you... Oh, a reflection is something we see. I think a so reflection is if, if if you're looking at me, I really don't want you to see me. Mm. I would rather that you are seeing Christ in me. Okay. So and where do be. you find his reflection? In his word. In his word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there other ways? Some people say, oh, man, I was... I had a guy talk oh, yeah, to me recently. Yeah. He lives on an actually a Caribbean island. I'm a little jealous. And he said he takes these runs along the ocean. Mm. And he, he was talking to me about two weeks ago, and he said, 
and today, and then he describes this sunset and how it happened and how that, mm. and he said, I got shivers because like God was there. It was amazing. Like, so he was connecting, right? Is there other ways you do other than scripture? I, well, I definitely would say that all of my important decisions are made at the coast. <laughs> at the Oregon coast. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, or, or big water. bodies of you water or an ocean. I do. And I the love sunshine. Water. I love sunshine. <laughs> I love to feel it in my face. I mean, there's just, there are, um, you know, I, I call it a zoom out if you want to. I mean, for me, take 10, whatever, you know, if things are just crazy. Um, I do. I mean, I love to just go for a drive, get away. I mean, I, I think that I... And you I, almost always head west. It's Go for a drive would be go look at the ocean. I usually Maybe. head towards a body of water. Okay. I mean, you know, it can be a lake. It can be mm-hmm. I, whatever. I do love water. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I This is like a side thing. But when I first. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Okay. So when I first met Brian, it was so funny because I when I was in seventh grade, I used to have this diary. I wrote all these things I wanted in a spouse. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I really, this was just not a big deal, but I really wanted somebody who loved water and who loved to sing and who, you know, if he wanted to play guitar, that would be awesome too. <laughs> and then we went on this mes- this trip to Mexico and we were, we were writing before we went the first time. You're telling, telling a little bit about each other. Well, he plays guitar. Well, look at that. He sings. Well, and we could have some boxes. well, we couldn't have relationships on mission trips, so you know. But it was all these things in the back of oh, my mind. It but was you like, knew the boxes were checked. I did. They were like check, 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 check. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a side note. So anyway, that all is. that to say, how so, many years ago was that? Thirty. That trip. That Thirty. Trip. Yeah. That was 38 years. So you've been yeah. married 30 36 years. Actually, oh, 39. 39 years ago was the oh, trip because right. it was 84. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Good. I love that. So, yeah. Did I answer that question? Yeah. So zooming out Great. and bodies of water and God's word and music. I love music. I love listening to music. Yeah. And typically, I I mean, I have a variety of different playlists, but depending on what I need, if I need to. It is interesting yeah. what we need from it sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it's better just to go there, to be intentional. Yes. Last episode, we talked about being intentional in so many different ways. And that's one that Uh really should be required almost. Yes. Music affects us in so many ways. Good. So again, the podcast name, Greatness from Small Beginnings. We've kind of talked a little bit about greatness. So let's talk about your small beginnings. Okay. Uh, I, let me tell a story real quick though. Yeah. Is that I never met your dad met your mom, but I never met your dad. I don't believe. But I went to his funeral because you, that we were supporting you as a family, right? Because we'd known you, done road trips and done crazy stuff and, and we were friends. So we came to that funeral. And I remember vividly walking away from that saying, if I could have that kind of impact that he had, that would Oh, I get you. I'm about to cry myself, okay? Because I remember in that moment, I was sitting at the end of the pew that was two-thirds back. I was right on the aisle, and I sat there going, I don't even know this guy. And and I'm holding back tears in that moment saying, he was incredible. I wish I'd have known him is what I thought in that Mm. moment. I wish you could have to. Yes. (laughs) But then I contrast that with another funeral I went to about four months ago. 
And this guy's brother-in-law got up and he said, Ed was a good man. And he went through the list of things Ed did. And he was a giver. He was a really nice guy. I knew him fairly well. But it didn't have the same impact uh, from the standpoint of people's eternity and people's souls and that they knew that the reason he cared is because he cared about where are you going to go? Where are you going to end up? Mm-hmm. And your dad had that for sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the emotion. Oh, it's okay. Man, that was a huge, that was a huge yeah. moment for me. And I don't know if I've ever told you that. Well, that was, you. we call those memory hugs. Yes. That yeah, was, from your dad. there, there yep. you go. That was a memory hug. Yep. But, but I also know that there's a, there's some stories that have led lots of stories with your parents, your family that led up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, where were you born? What happened? What, you know? Born in Phoenix, and my dad was in Bible school when I was born. He was in Bible college, mm-hmm. and then he went to seminary here in Portland, and uh, then he became a pastor. And so I grew up basically with my dad being in ministry really all of my growing up, mm-hmm. and um, some great and very real things about that um, that I you know, so you mean real as in real as in you know real life. I mean, people you see you see people at you know when they're just going through hard times. You yeah. see you see the good, bad, and the ugly. And um, as Dad would say, you know, you get to see the same things sometimes that a lot of doctors do. You just don't have the same paycheck. <laughs> yeah, so you end up in people's issues and yeah, muck, deep, the muck deep in their life. Yeah, the, the yucky stuff. A lot of well, times. he was not only pastor but also teacher. Okay, and yeah. also a fire chaplain. Yeah. Oh, so that put yeah. him out yeah. on scene. And I guess that yeah, that played that played a big role of 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 his life. Really, all all of my growing up, he was on he was a chaplain in the fire department. So he was Hood River and Sisters. Why did he do that? He always, from the time I can remember him talking about us, what we would do for a living or where we would work, he always wanted to make sure that there was never an us and them mentality mm-hmm. of people who who know the Lord personally and who don't. He goes, you know, we are all the same. And we really are. And this is not his phrase. I think it might have been another Dr. Mary, and I don't know where it came from, but um, <laughs> we're all the same at the foot of the cross. Oh, yeah. We're all sinners in need of a Savior. Yeah, so as a pastor, yeah. he loved bridging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was his way of getting into the trenches and making relationships throughout the community. Yeah, and he was hilarious, actually. He was just really funny. And but funny. it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't to be just strategic, though. I mean, it yeah. was intentional. It was very genuine. Very, very relational. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Hmm. <clears throat> That's good. So why, how are you like that? I think my memories, um, some of my favorite memories of my dad are just, we would call them prayer walks. You know, we would just walk in the morning. We'd walk through the neighborhood. We'd pray for people. One of our favorite places to go was the cemetery. I know that sounds a little crazy, but um, we lived right around the corner from the cemetery. We'd walk through the the apple orchards to get to the cemetery and we would just walk and we would look at different gravestones. And, um, I think it was for him, I think it was a great opportunity to instill in me that there is, you know, life is so short, just Mm -hmm. so short. And why are we here? And what are we doing? And, um, one of the things he said a lot is that God has a plan and a purpose and he's working it out in his time and his way for his glory. And I think that's kind of foundational for a lot of how I, I grew up thinking. Is that just exactly how he said it mm-hmm. almost every time? Pretty pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad had a hundred things he'd said, and he said them the same way every time. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. To answer your question too, um, she has an innocent desire to help anyone. 
mm-hmm. which in yeah, the sure. older days used to be picking people up on the side of the street, oh, hitchhikers. Perhaps dangerous at until times. Until her dad and it's I think got her to stop doing that. <laughs> times have changed. But um, just this very much um, authentic desire to, to meet needs and to be real. Uh, we had a phrase all through our marriage, which was, uh, nothing you can ever do will cause us to love you more or less than we already do, and nothing you can do is going to surprise us. So we have had... Until it does, Dr. Mary says. Yeah. Until it does. <laughs> but it really was a big deal for people who are um, addicts or um, alcoholics of some kind or going through really horrible things like you wouldn't believe. We're like, no, we probably would. <laughs> yeah. Nothing you're going to do is going to change how we see you, and we've probably already heard it. And even if it's new, it doesn't matter. So we've had people thrown up in the backseat of our car. We've had mm-hmm. late night, any time of the night stuff. And that is in part how we're wired, but it became very real and practical because of her upbringing and her flair and yeah. to that part of our relationship. When I got to know you, you only lived about, what, eight minutes from the airport? Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of late night trips. And, you know, and then for that next 20 years plus, you lived near the airport. So mm-hmm. I know that there was a lot of late night pickups. And oh, a lot of airport drop, runs. Early, we could, early we used to just, just kind of laugh that we could just get in the car and say airport and it would drive itself. <laughs> I, I know they have cars that can do that. Nowadays. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So. Actually, I would say another thing about uh, growing up with the family that I grew up, I would say just the term 24-7 was a very real one mm. for, um, for our family, of just being available 24-7. So, you know, really, when things are horrible, it's rarely at a convenient time. I mean, you it's just, not usually the daytime. Yeah, you don't. You don't you get to call somebody. You don't night. get to dictate it's something. The worst time. <laughs> when you when you're going to feel good or bad, you don't get to dictate that. And so then we, and yeah. then we look back at the next time it happens, and well, guess what? It's at the worst possible time too. Well, how could they all be at the worst time? Yeah, well, it just seems like that. Yeah. But we tell people you can call us day or night, and it takes a while for people to realize we're serious. But you get the three a.m. calls, and mm-hmm. sometimes every, it means every you get now in the car and then. going somewhere, yeah. you just yeah. do it. Yeah, and you guys are friends like that. I mean, you know, if we if if something happened for us, I mean. We have a handful of people that we would do, but you and Lil are, are some of those people. You know, it wouldn't matter what time it was, we would just call. So yeah. we, we yeah. want to be that to other people, too. So we appreciate that. Yes. You guys too, yes. So. I appreciate that, too. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I feel the same way. So let me tell a story also <laughs> on you. Oh. About you. you oh, look, yes. I get to be comic relief again. Not, not you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> actually, it's both of you, but probably more so you. Okay. Is that. You know, we've been through some tough times together. There was uh, multiples. Like we could go back and go through the list. And some of them were just kind of flashes where we were in another country or in Tahoe or something, you know, and, and we have stories. We could just go for an hour. But when it, during the whole process of going through all that, we realized that that some of our friends have different, like, they play different roles in our life. Some have certain compartments and it's a little unfair to leave them there all the time, but really the, the compartment, again, that's not the kindest way to say it, but it tells the listeners what I'm getting at that you guys have always fit for us is when we just need someone to love us, no matter what, then we call the here wagons. Then, then we, you know, if we're both feeling that way, we know exactly who to call, and it's you guys. Because we will meet up, or you'll come over, or we'll go to your house, and there's really no expectations. We just bring us, mm-hmm. you know, as unkept as we might be at that moment. What is that phrase and we used? It was like, um, I think, and we still do. 
We don't want to be with anybody. Do you guys want to hang out? Yes. So, <laughs> so that was one example is, is that we were, we were thinking about going to a movie or something and you know, well, the movie's not playing at the right time. Well, let's call the hair wagons because we don't really want to do anything. Well, that's a terrible way to say that, right? Because it sounds like we're really boring. And yet, what did we say when we called you? Well, we don't really want to do anything. Uh-huh. So, so we picked you. Yeah, so we picked you, and you're all like, yes, that's awesome. Let's go do yeah. nothing Yeah. Because isn't it together? like incredible to be authentic and genuine and unafraid of having to prove anything? Yes. It's rare. I mean, that's it yeah. is rare. It's rare. So thank you. That <laughs> we have that in you for sure. That's There's others mutual, that, so thank you. that, that can mutual. provide that, but yeah. there is no doubt that you provide that for us, for Lillian and I, and we appreciate it very much. Yeah. Anytime you don't want to do anything, just call. Just call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now you might have things going and I might have to just do nothing while you do them. Like I remember out on your deck, you were doing uh, that's right. chiseling yeah. or whatever. And I did help, but to me, that was like doing nothing because I didn't have to think about what was on, on my mind. Right. <laughs> so I appreciate that deck building or whatever we were doing. So back to the uh-huh. small beginnings, like, so pastor life in the seventies yeah. lacked money, it, yeah. uh, but, but it didn't really lack. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and the same is true really of our, my life growing up and our life together as a married couple too. I, you know, we haven't, we haven't had a lot of quote unquote financial, you know, things, but we have talked many, many times about just the gift of things that we've been able to do, opportunities we've we've had to do different countries or whatever, and just friends for whatever reason that they like us, that they invite us to come to their timeshares or you know what I mean? It's just like things that we could never never do, quote unquote, out of you our can't own pocket. Even, but, can't even manipulate it to happen, probably. Right. Just, but we just, can certainly yes. be grateful and totally appreciative and have a blast at the same time. So, you know, I mean I just think Which is humbling, but a blessing. Well, it's Which I think it might be humbling for him. I just yeah. totally love it. <laughs> Good for you. Yes, we do have that provider and conqueror piece of us. And we're like, I love to provide. Wait a minute. But then we go with you and we see you light up and it's like, okay. So in fairness, when we are given something, Mm -hmm. I usually want to make sure Lorraine's there because I'm like, oh, thank you. What good timing. And she's like, what? This is amazing. Thank you. And she gives hugs. I'm like, yes. Don't just give it to me. It's so anticlimactic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm truly really grateful. Maybe more than she is. You'll send, cool. you'll send a thank you card, and she is the thank you. If card. I do, or I'll have her thank you. <laughs> she does great thank you cards. She writes beautiful cards. So anyway, that is so good. So more of this. Is there more to the story? Um, well, I you know I think I just want to say to just in terms of um, our when we met. So you know we both met on a missions team. And I'm going to tell you some of the things that have been a little little great, but also hard for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So we met on a missions trip and we did these personality profiles and um, we were both like the same. Hi, I, hi, D. Oh, that's a problem. Well, it, and it can be. It could be, okay. yes. Can be. And so when we went to marriage counseling, um, you know, it was like, well, you guys are either going to be a great team or you're not. Or you're not. Or you're not. <laughs> <laughs> And so really, I think it's just been God's grace that has made it possible for us to work well together as a team. But I do remember, you know, really over the years, God has been so gracious to provide work for me, typically outside of of mission, well, mission works now or other things as a way to help provide finances for us mm-hmm. and insurance, insurance benefits. Because, you know, I usually worked in medical settings or something, always had good insurance. But there was one time I do remember thinking, 
you know, I went from being Lorraine Gentry to being Brian's wife, which is great because, you know, Hearwagon, not everybody gets the last name Hearwagon. Um, mm. But, you know, there was just a little bit of a time there. It's like, okay, well, if I wasn't married to Brian, I might also be able to be doing full-time missions or, mm -hmm. and so it was kind of a neat opportunity for me to be able to just really truly give that to the Lord and be able to, you know, just be able to say, okay, I think I, I, I am kind of dealing with a little bit of an identity thing where, you know, I've been single, I've been on my own, I've been doing a lot of mission trips and we're all the same and now he's doing it and I'm, I'm working, you know? And so it was, it was kind of a little bit, okay, that was one was of the that? challenges. That kids? was before kids. Oh, it was before kids. Yeah. And because that's when he was doing all of the part-time job set. And, it, and so anyway, I'm, I feel like I'm just trying to be as honest and transparent with yeah, you no, as of you were kind of asking about that. And really the, the gift in all of that and sharing that is just the realization that God has provided many opportunities mm -hmm. through working together when I could, but also um, in the work settings or other places that he had me in, in mm -hmm. other ways of ministry too. We each in our relationships... <laughs> almost always have different things to put our hands on, mm -hmm. you know, our work, the work of our hands, mm -hmm. though my wife and I are a we and you guys are a we, mm -hmm. the work of our hands is different. Yep. And sometimes it becomes our, we trip over the identity of that uh -huh. or, or wonder if it's enough or are we enough when we do those things. So I appreciate that. And sometimes we have to actually process it. Yeah. And be intentional about saying... Again and again sometimes. Again, yeah, over and over often. Right. Because then also came the mother part. Yes. That became another identity thing. So well. so the, the question I really want to ask, and I'm not even sure exactly how you would answer it, but did you ever... Because you had that piece that, well, if only, you know, if this, like, if not this, then I could have done that. But I love thinking... For my wife, she always wanted to be a mom, but... That was kind of her main goal in life. But did you always feel that way? Did you ever feel a little trapped is probably not the, the right, not the right word, but a little constrained by that when you kind of had this idea that that would be cool to do this other thing? Um, I don't think I ever really felt trapped. I think um, every once in a while I went, Brian, because he would sometimes travel for, you know, be gone for a while. And um, I don't think I don't think I felt trapped. I think we... Um, we went through a few, you know, when he would be gone for a long time and I would have to be the mom and the dad kind of mm. a thing. And then he would come home. We would call it the reentry phase. You know, it's like he's back. And so we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace to remember that I've been making all the decisions. Kind of have to refigure it refigure, out. Refigure it all out. So, um, no, I don't think I ever really presented any of that. I think it was just really us really learning to, to communicate together. And, and what, what does that really mean? Yeah, and I, yeah, just that uh, we... Are a lot alike. We were going to be independently wealthy, by the way. We oh, did yeah, test right. for that as well. We did. We, we were going to be very wealthy. By the time we were 40. And we were going to travel <laughs> the world good, together. Yeah, okay. yes. Well, you did the world thing. Well, but not, together. not together. And that's yeah, what I was right. going to say is, um, along with you know what we have our hands on, that changed for her and becoming a mom. In that season two, what her desire was to travel all the time did change to, but I need to be with the kids. I want to be with the kids. So sort mm -hmm. of by, I think God's blessing, there was mm -hmm. this, we, she called it, we called it maternal instinct that sort of rose up at that time, which was good. I suspect it lasted longer than we thought it would because eventually she was going to get back to world travel with me. So we never got in, uh, independently wealthy. We never traveled the world together consistently, but we've experienced the blessings of things like that mm -hmm. all along the way yeah. and been able to raise kids. And her steadiness at home is phenomenal. 
He says that, but you know, I don't think he remembers the times when I called him at work and said, you have to come home. I can't be a mommy. (laughs) It is, it is so cool. So, you know, that our oldest recently. Yes, we love your adopted a baby. Right. And, and so it's been a little bit of a struggle. Like he's, you know, and trying to figure out the not sleeping regularly. He admitted, he admitted, I think on another podcast or something that he really likes his sleep. He realized how much he really kind of loved his sleep. Well, that baby is in control of that to some degree. But it, you know, those things change in life. And I guess we just have to, like, we have to ride it. It, you know, it, he, that baby is in control. For a period of time. Yeah. And so, man. Well, wouldn't you say making the choice not just to ride it, but to embrace it? Yeah. Because it's not going to stay this way. So what yeah. can we milk oh. out of this that's the best it can be? Good point. It's temporary. Yeah. This it is always temporary. Is temporary. The long yeah. view helps a lot, too. What is that phrase that was in our fridge? Oh, this too shall pass. Oh, yeah. Oh, this too shall yeah. pass. We got that from a good counselor friend of ours when he, it was his gift to us when our first daughter was born. Just a three by five card. He said, this is the best gift I can give. Put it, it on your fridge. Past, put it on your fridge. <laughs> so yeah, it was just a three by, by five card. It wasn't it even handwriting. Oh, yeah. No, and no gift wrap. That is so and good. It probably, it's the only gift I can say we remember that we got when our firstborn was born. That's the one yeah. gift to remember. It will pass. <laughs> because, Everything you know, so it, it's it's kind of two-sided coin. You know, it's like this too shall pass. If it's hard, it's not going to last forever. Yeah. But if it's amazing... You need to enjoy it while you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. it'll also pass and it'll become yeah. mundane yeah, again exactly. someday yep. and soon. And a sweet memory. Yeah, yep. and, a, and a good memory. Yeah. Anyway, but we have to, again, be intentional about kind of deciding yeah. that ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, Lillian, my wife, is really a champion at deciding things ahead of time that I'm going to respond this way. I'm going mm-hmm. to be this kind of person in this situation and, and having thought through it, you know, to some degree. So she no. can respond better instead of becoming reaction. Yes, yes. And, the last and, and you already know that she has a little of that in her. Like, ooh, I don't want her reacting. That's mm-hmm. that's not pleasant <laughs> for her or anybody, actually. She's a very strong person. That's good. Well, I, as far as like going through, I just want to kind of recap in that I feel like my work life has been really totally parallel to what the needs of our family have been at any given time. I just feel like God has been so gracious in that because sometimes I work part-time, sometimes I work full-time. Um, and I just feel like, you know, it was, it was all a great thing, but I want to also say that I really feel like God has made it known that he sees me. I mean, he, he knows that my personality is not necessarily the sit at the desk for your rest of your life kind of a thing. And, you know, I've, I've found myself in that position a lot in some of my jobs. And every once in a while, I would just be like, man, really be nice not to just like have to punch a time clock and sit at a desk to get my job done. Well, now you don't. I don't. Right? Okay, I don't. So, so talk to me about that. Oh, okay. So let's go back real quick to a question I, I kind of passed over. Sure. That this will probably be near the end of. Uh, your bio. Tell me, you know, who you are. You said greatness is reflection of Christ. So that's mm-hmm. one thing about who you are, mm-hmm. right? Wife, mom. So just continue that list. Okay. Until now, you are a, you know, you've got this occupation. I want you to tell the listeners about kind of how that happened. Okay. Well, I would say um, definitely more important than any of those 
things about my work jobs is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a wife and a mother and now I'm a grandmother. And, mm-hmm. um, I think really all of, all of those people, they make me who I am to be what I do. I mean, I think, and I, I love, um, I really do truly love working with people, being with people. And so most of my, my jobs, um, were a lot of them on the phone. I did a lot of things on the phone and at a desk. And so, um, I, I really, when you, when people would say, well, what do you like to do? What do you like, you know, what would you like to do? If you could do anything, what would you Mm -hmm. like to do? And I said, well, I would like to not sit at a desk. I would like to be out. I would like to be with people. And um, I, in the back of my mind, I always have always wanted to do uh, real estate. I mean, I always wanted to be a real estate agent. And every time there was an open house, I would, <laughs> let's go here, let's go there, you know. There's an open house, you know. <laughs> and, you know, re, re, redoing a house, walking through a house and yeah. saying, well, you know, making it functional, making it practical, whatever. I just have always loved that. Mm-hmm. And um, so in 2017, I started to get, I started working on getting my real estate license. And and then just everything happened. My my mom died. We have three girls. They all got married within nine months' time. Um, then Brian had surgery for his heart. Then his head was messed up. I mean, <laughs> wait, what does that mean? My head was messed up. <laughs> that is kind of a pivotal time, though, yeah, because yeah. he, yeah, he. Yes. So I, I can resonate with the story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, complications for rough. Me. It was let's say it was medical necessarily, yeah, it not was mental. Medical. Yeah, we had we'll to just clarify that. A crazy season. Yeah. yeah, it was a crazy was a season. Crazy yes. But he went from being his multicolored Excel sheet extraordinaire to like single column black and white and it scared them it scared me yeah. and so and it was too. Yeah. yeah 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 but anyway all that happened and so all those things were kind of put on hold and god provided a um, great job for me with benefits that took care of most of that and mm-hmm. then um it was actually at a small group and you guys were there and there's um calloways and galloways mm-hmm. and lewis's and um and we were just all talking about bucket lists. I think it was, weren't we talking about yeah, bucket lists or something? It's like, I mean, lists, you know, yeah. we're all this age. Here we are. Yep. And it's like, well, what what hasn't somebody done that they wanted to do? Right. And so for me, it was like, it was like still there. I really want to get my real estate license. And so that that was really, was that two, two years ago? It was when I started going back to school. Two and a half years ago, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. well, whatever it was, it wasn't that long ago. Um, it was about three years ago then we had that conversation, oh, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. So then I, I... Because there was like, oh, I don't... It costs X amount of dollars. I don't have yeah. that many dollars. Yeah. And well, and so, all of you were like so good. It's like, well, you don't have kids at home anymore. It's like, well, yeah, we don't have kids anymore. So I mean, we're not solely dependent on my income. You know what I mean? It was just all yeah. these things. It's like, well, why am I not doing it? So, mm-hmm. and you <laughs> took the money out of your wallet. I don't know. It was ten one dollar bills. I think it was ten. It was ten dollars. Yes, and actually, they're still clipboard to the um, thing I have, just as a incentive to start. It's like yes. to, to just do it. And yeah, Brian was incredibly yeah. supportive, and our girls. I mean, I just couldn't. It's like I, I, you know, I'm like, maybe I'm too old to do this. You know, I mean, like I'm, I'm almost sixty. And uh, are we too old? Yeah, and that's the thing. That's part of why we're talking. Yeah, I guess it's not. We're never really done. I don't think we're done. Yeah, somebody else decided what too old is. And it's not about the real estate thing. It's about doing what we're here to do that we kind of do best. And yeah, and then when we go do what we do best, and maybe it is a a work or a job Mm -hmm. or earning some particular money in a different way. Yeah, then we actually meet people and 
and affect lives and have impact because we're where we're supposed yeah. to be. That's a good word to uh-huh. those that are listening, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, not let's not wait, perhaps. Yeah, as long just, as- <laughs> I would just say that. You know, I, you, you hear people say, well, if I could do it, anybody can. I mean, I, I, but I'm just saying that's just like, that's true. I mean, if I can do that, then because you have these mental things, it's like, well, you know, I mean, he likes to have every dollar have a name on a paper, you know, and so he's very good at budgeting and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm going from having this great health insurance and a budget to nothing, except for now we're not spending money. We're, you know, I mean, we're not making money. We're spending money in order to yeah. make this possible for to me. Build, you know, you think it's kind yeah. of like uh, having your own business. Like, well, it is. It is. I yeah, mean, you, you know, and there's your book of business. There's way more expenses than you ever think or whatever. And so anyway, yeah. So you're not too old. I mean, I'm just saying that to anybody. If there's something you want to do, there's and there's really no reason not to. Then don't just not do it. Just okay. try it. One of the questions I. I'd love to ask, and maybe you just answered it, but maybe there's something you'd like to fold into it too, is to those, we'll get to the, how do we finish stronger? You mentioned you're 60. How do we finish strong? We'll get to that in a minute, but what would you say to the the 30, 35 year old self? Maybe you're raising kids, but you know, they're, they're getting there, right? And you started those part-time jobs, full-time jobs. You kind of always wished for this other thing, or at least not that kind of job. What would you say to them? As you look back, mm-hmm. I mean, not as if you have regrets because you said it, it's been a blessing all along. Yeah. But what might have you done different? Um, I, you know, I mean, I have this shirt that says, don't give up on your daydream. You know, I okay, mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would just say, don't just assume that it can't happen. Mm. Because I, I think it's easy to lull yourself into Call it a comfort zone or a distorted comfort zone. A distorted, yeah. Yeah. Often they are. Distorted right? comfort zone. Just because that, we're familiar with yeah, it, it's this, comfortable. Right. This is the way it's going to be. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be that way. Mm. So I I guess I would say at 35, you yeah. know, you, you have, there's so much time. I there's mean, so enjoy the moments that you have, but yeah. just realize there is more to come. Yes. And I think, too, a lot of people feel like what they are now in is the forever. I'll always yeah. be like this. I'll never be able to look up. I say this a lot. Look up and yeah. breathe. <laughs> yeah. Look ahead again. Have the long view because these things do change and there is still opportunity ahead. And especially if you're in your 30s, now we know you mm-hmm. have a lot of life left to go. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up. In, in my world, construction world, especially some of the groups I'm in, they're always they're talking often, especially this time of year, about well, what's our goals? What's our goals for the year and these kinds of things. And it becomes, it can actually come super, become super selfish. It can. Mm-hmm. But if you break down a goal to the, to the actual process of getting to it, then it becomes more, more granular. It becomes part of our intention. It becomes actually re- relational with others and God as we actually march it out. Yeah. And, whether, and then we realize as we look back at some, I do, look back at some of my goals, it's, it actually wasn't really that much about the goal. Though maybe I may, may still be headed there, not mm. at 22, but maybe 23, maybe 24. Yeah. But the process has been awful fun to dream about doing that thing. And the well, goals come from yeah. dreams, and you had a dream. So yeah. Was, well, and actually, I think we were just together not too long ago and just realized looking around the room, it's like, you have a business, they have a business, you have a business. It's, oh, I have a business. It's like, yes. you know, we. it's like... It's, we are all in our 60s, so, you know, it's just really, 
we're just not that old. I guess that's the bottom line. No, we're not. And if we're you're just 30, you're really not that old. Yeah. And we, in theory at least, have a little wisdom to go with it now, right? Yeah. So then, so we might run out of energy at six or seven, you know, mm-hmm. and really do need to sit down, maybe take a nap or whatever. Yeah. But we also can be more intentional because we understand what it takes a little bit better yeah. than we did back in our 30s when we were just like, this is just what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, and you know, for me, it's, you know, it's not Brian's phrase. I'm sure somebody else came up with it, but he does say it a lot, you know, figure out a way to do this smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's incredible at that. And I'm so grateful um, just to be able to, to know, you know, I mean, he's able to be not just a visionary, but he knows how to have the feet to get there. And so um, just, (laughs) this is embarrassing and vulnerable, but um, my desk really at home was just like, for me, I could find stuff if I, you know, kept digging or whatever, but, you know, just finally gave in and said, okay, what would you do to make this organized? Well, he gets these tables in the family room all lined up and he takes everything and everything's in a pile. And then he says, go sit at your desk. So if you're sitting here, what do you want to reach for? What do you want to do? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's just the tangibleness of, of making things happen. And he's very good at making things happen, which I, I really do need. Cause I actually, in all reality, just kind of run around with my hair yeah. on fire. Sometimes. Just want to go with, be with people. <laughs> well, I do. You're you know, very good at that. You're very good at that. Yes. Right? And actually, you know what you've, this is an illustration that our principal broker gave is if you have five fingers, you just realize that three of those are going to be stronger than all, you know, there's going to be a couple of them that aren't going to be as strong and it's okay to recognize that and say, okay, these are not my gift. This is not my gifting. This is not going to help me get to where I want to get and be able to transfer that to somebody else or hire somebody else to do that or whatever it takes Mm -hmm. just to realize that it's okay to focus on what you're good at and not have to. And maybe a messy desk is, sometimes you leave it sometimes, right? Because you're just, it just doesn't matter as much, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Not in your case, of course, but no, maybe maybe it does come down to prioritization and time too, because with her job, there are some seasons, uh, days or even weeks where the work at hand has to be all the time worked on. This is not the time to sort a desk. Yeah. It really is okay sometimes for things like that to happen. But I would also encourage what she's saying is true with just the teamwork that it takes. Uh, That does require, again, humility and trust. Mm -hmm. uh, And the fact that you may, they may fail or you may fail in the process. Just, Mm -hmm. But you do need people. You can't yeah. do it all yourself. People get super reactionary, super stressed out, try to do everything on their own. I got to fix this, but breathe. And whether it's your spouse or a coworker or a good friend, mm-hmm. um, share the load. Trust people. Whatever that is, take some of the load for those fingers that aren't as strong. It's hard work to yeah, do that, it is. but it's hard work. But it's absolutely worth it. pays off. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Good. So we jump forward to the the decade we're all in now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And talk to those who are our age or maybe a little older, and and uh, if it's if it's even different, might not be different. Mm-hmm. This might be a short answer. Um, what's your encouragement to them based on your process throughout this your whole life as you look back? Um, I guess it would be similar, but I, I think for me, just realizing that uh, the more I learn the more I realize how much more I have to learn. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, there's kind of an excitement about that actually, when you realize 
oh, I'm not too old to learn more. You know, I mean, it's there's something awesome about realizing that our, you know, God really did make our brains to be amazing. We don't tap into hardly any of it. And the more it expands, the more it can keep expanding. And it's, I don't know, it's it's actually very quite exciting. It is said by the person who went back to school a couple of years ago, essentially real estate school, and studied yeah. and studied and studied and tested and tested and tested. We yes. can still do it. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. always changing. Every, I mean, it's like anything, yeah. anything you pick to do, you realize... You'll never know all there is to know. Yeah, you just never will. So just to be able to keep that open and keep learning more is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. Three and four years ago, that time period, we reorganized our our total business like we needed to because we were growing like crazy. And I remember feeling this crazy exhilaration that was part stress, you know, and, and anxiety. Like oh, I don't know how this is gonna work. And yet this excitement that I remembered back when I was learning plays when I was 16 on the football field, like, mm. look how that works. If we do this, it does that. Mm -hmm. And I remember at 16, that exhilaration of learning something new. I don't ever remember that in a class, <laughs> but I do remember it on the football yeah. field. And then I, so I've said several times since then, I feel like a 16 year old again, because I'm learning things mm -hmm. daily about how this could work or should work. Don't you or, think that's key, though? You said daily. I mean, I know for me, I feel like I, sh you know, just take things in little little pieces instead of mm -hmm. having to have the huge picture already completed to realize it's okay that it takes time. It's okay that yes. it takes time to learn it, and you don't have to have it all right now. I was just talking to a lady at the swimming pool, and she's reading a book called The Atomic Habit. Yep. Seen it. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. And I haven't read it yet. Anyway, I'm just telling you what she said about it, which was impacting to me, was that, you know, you just you do a little more tomorrow than you did today. Mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, and it's just, and then you realize, and you look back and it's like, oh, you know, it's not as hard for me to do X yeah, or whatever it is, it is yeah. you know. It's just little chunks. But this is kind of countercultural. You talk about to our age group and older, mm -hmm. because somewhere, somehow we were told we should, we've de we deserve a rest. Yeah. We've put in our We time. have to retire. And what? we also like it the way it was. So anything new comes along, we're critical. Mm -hmm. So we actually we actually wind down. But whoever decided that's what we're supposed to do. The idea that we can keep learning and keep pressing forward and going forward is countercultural. But we can. There's, we have a lot still to do, a lot still to well, give. I think we should. I think we our, should. Yeah. I think our yeah. I think the the people in our past history who we consider great, most of them achieved in their sixties and seventies that we look back now and say they're great. That's true. But we do not want to become the curmudgeon, the average. Correct. Watching TV all the time, wearing slippers all day. Not that there's anything wrong with TV or slippers, but yeah. when you just sort of settle in, I've arrived, I deserve better, I like it the way it was, don't make me change. That's not a very good way to finish. Uh, if we keep learning, become a, become a real estate agent, grab a new dream, Start another career, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Reorganize your business, yeah. all in faith and yeah. all out of obedience to pass the Lord, it. But. If you want to change, you've still got time, probably. Let's pass it off well mm -hmm. and then do something else that really lights us up, maybe more. Yep. Yeah. And I'm looking out at my at my 10 year plan. It's like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. If the body holds up, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And, and yeah. I'm going to do my best on that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So kind of wind up here by asking a question that I'd love to ask. So you get the privilege of 
crawling through the microphone down the cord and you're you're sitting in the car with somebody listening and you're or you're walking with them with their earbuds in and they're listening to the podcast and you've got you've got 30 to seconds to a minute to sum it up to make the last little piece of impact that they may not remember anything else that's been said what would you say to them god sees you mm. Um, he loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. And he's not surprised what's going on. And more importantly, he's not trying to figure out what to do next. Oh, man, that's a good one. Because he already has a plan. He already he's got it figured out. out. Oh, man, that's so good. Thank you. Yeah. What about for you? What would you well, say? That's a hard act to follow. It but, sure uh, is. <laughs> It isn't too late. It never is. Nothing's forever. It's not permanent, whatever you're thinking, feeling, going through. Um, live, keep living towards your hopes, but do it knowing the why behind the what. Don't just add all the, the what to it. Uh, do it with the right heart and humility and faith and obedience to the Lord. We talk a lot about being great, but greatness really is the result of being a humble, compliant, faithful, believing person who distrusts the Lord and all those things. So. Then great things. Ah, the that pathway to greatness right yep. there. Yep. Yes. Yep. I love it. So that wraps it up. Watch the podcast. Tell people about it. Subscribe, download, like, love, whatever is appropriate for the, for the platform. Please do that. And let's get the word out. The last call to action is go be great.